This is a podcast by The Straits Times. Twelve goals conceded, zero scored over three games. Singapore's World Cup qualifying campaign ended in a whimper in Saudi Arabia in early June after a bright start what seems a lifetime ago in September 2019. How did it go so wrong and how can the Lions get back on track? Hi and welcome to ST Sports Talk. My name is Azali Abdulaziz and on this episode, I have with me my colleague on the ST Sports desk, Deepan Raj Ganesan, as well as former professional player and coach Shasi Kumar, who commentated on all of the Lions' last three matches to give their thoughts. Uh, welcome Shasi and thank you for taking time out to speak to us. Thanks for having me, Azali and Deepan as well. So, uh, first of all, Shasi, let's let's start with you know all the criticism that has been leveled uh, at the team over social media, uh, particularly from fans. Uh, do you think this uh, reaction has been warranted, or, or do you think there's been a degree of of overreaction? Uh, firstly, I I think that we have to understand that uh, football is a game of opinions, and uh, people will always say whatever they want to say, right? And and you know they they have a right to say that. But uh, this is uh, my opinion on Singapore's uh, World Cup campaign. Now we are where we are, uh, where we finished in fourth position, and that's how good we are. You know, the the table doesn't uh, lie, right? And we are ranked 159th in the world as well. And and you know, that is why, you know, our performance and the results, uh, you know, doesn't lie. And uh, if that is, if there is one game that I think we all should be disappointed in, it was that uh, game after resumption, that first game against Palestine. And I think you and me and even Deepen and everyone else will admit that as well. I think it was one of the worst performances uh, under Tatsuma Yoshida. I, I think we, we all understand that. And they were a far cry from uh, anything they were in the first uh, few games uh, in 2019. And then, so, so that is one game that I think uh, would definitely disappoint us. Uh, and I think also we could have done better against Uzbekistan and Saudis. But of course, you know, that, that's a long shot. But what I want to reiterate is, uh, and, and what I said on social media a few days ago as well, right? We are where we are because of, you know, where we stand, you know, and it, that reflects in our position in Group D. And uh, when people start saying things like, you know, we, we didn't try hard enough, uh, we didn't play for the bag, we didn't play for the, the flag, and some quarters, right, go, go on and say that how come there's no flag on our jersey and all of those nonsense, right? Uh, I think yeah. we can, that, that, that's nonsense, that's yeah. rubbish. Uh, no player would want to go into a game of this uh, magnitude wanting to lose games, right? I, I feel as, uh, and I commentated on all of the games and they tried their best. You know, I think we can accept the fact that they, they went out, they tried their best, but their best wasn't good enough. And, and I think we need to accept that fact. Precisely, precisely. I, I think that you, you talk about all, you know, the small all minute details people start start picking on. I, I think one thing that that um you know in particular aggrieved me was you know people saying they didn't try hard enough. These players you know took time you know to, to be away from their families in a pandemic to fly away halfway across the the globe to play three games for our national team, come back, still have to spend three weeks away from their families and, and to accuse them of you know not caring is complete rubbish to me. Um, okay, fitness was one issue though raised by many and, and you mentioned, you know, performances and, and fitness, uh, you know, was lacking. Uh, we look unable to compete physically. Uh, Deepen, was that an observation you made from covering the games that you did? Uh, yes, definitely. I think we were not fit enough to, to, to play in these games uh, of this intensity. 
I think when you when you look at the campaign, you got to break it up into two, right? One is before the pandemic and after the pandemic. I think before the pandemic, we looked uh, aggressive in our pressing. I think we covered spaces well, uh, but this was not the case uh, when we came back after the pandemic. And I think even Tatsuma Yoshida himself uh, admitted uh, this. Um, you know, he said that we did not run enough. Um, and I think that that is the case. And this is not because the players lacked effort or anything, but I think the whole long break, um, the different intensity at which we play in the SPL or the, the ASEAN leagues compared to, to the international stage is, is very different. I think that the players struggle to adapt. Um, and, and Yoshida himself also said that um, we seem to have adjusted to it in the last game against Saudi Arabia. I think that's the game that we showed that, you know, okay, we adjusted to the level quite well, uh, but it came too late. I think if we had adjusted to, to the level a bit quicker, and this could be down to, you know, maybe because we only played one training match before we took on the, the qualifiers, that could be a reason. But simply, we did not have the intensity that, that we needed to play at this level. Shasi, we've heard that, um, you know, maybe unfair to call it excuse, but the explanation uh, that the pandemic has affected the fitness. But uh, as, a, as a former coach of a professional team, do you buy that, you know, oh, we weren't able to match up because of the pandemic? Uh you know, I think let's let's put the pandemic aside because I think all the countries were suffering from uh, the, the same effects of the pandemic. But you know what Deepen said was spot on. Now, you know, while on comms for the last three games, the last three games, uh, you know, Uzbek, Palestine and Saudi Arabia, you know what was sad? The, the sad thing was the look on the players' faces. Seriously, guys, you know, not for the lack of wanting to do things on the pitch, but the fact that they could not push that extra. You know, some players couldn't track runners. Some couldn't, you know, they were just chasing shadows. And you could see from the look on their faces, you know, and it, it's the lack of fitness. It's the, you, you can't close down. If you, even if you want to, you can't go on. You can't push that, that little extra. The mind is willing, but the flesh is weak. Yeah? Ex- exactly. And, and I have experienced that on the pitch as well. You know, sometimes when I, when I go overseas and play against like, a, we don't have to go far. We play against the ties, you know, at, at that time. You know, always chasing shadows and you want to do that that, that certain extra, you can't already, you know. And, and this is, is, a, is a product of our league you know, our, our, where we are. This is a direct product of our league and its intensity. I think Deepen was right. You know, when you move up to international football and the, inten- the intensity gets a few notches higher, you, you can't just flick a switch and say, okay, I'm going to play at that level. You know, you, you need to adapt to that level and we didn't have the time, obviously, right? And, and to, to hit that, that intensity. So what, what I'm saying is you, you reap what you sow and because uh, the fellas up there, you know, says it's, it's a developmental league and that's how we're going to play. As, as, as a developmental team in, in international football. So physical fitness is one thing. Match fitness uh, is another. And this brings us to another criticism that, you know, Singapore coach Tatsuma Yoshida faced, you know, with a handful of uh, the players that he selected lacking game time at their clubs. They were still selected. They were still featured in games. Do you think this had a big part to play? And overall, do you think he was right in picking the players he did? Shasi? I can understand. I can understand why there were criticisms of, of you know, decisions made. And uh, you can't say he was wrong or right. I, I think we, we should put that out first because, it, again, it's about opinions and, and it's, it's a tough one. But we don't know exactly what goes on in training sessions, what went on in the training camp, uh, injuries, knocks sustained. We don't even know whether, you know, certain players were up for it, are formed during training camp as well. you got to look at that as well. So only the coach knows. But if you're asking me, and this is only my personal opinion on a few players, right? And, I, and I'm sure when, when you asked me that question, there were, uh, you know, a few players in mind as well. Uh, one was Iswan. 
uh, I think I was a little bit surprised of his inclusion, not for the first game, maybe the second or the third game. You know, the, having not played any games for the past few months. But having said that, right, guys, Hassan isn't in the great form as well in the, in the SPL. You know, so so he's not in form as well. Uh, the other player in question could be Zulfami. Yeah, you know, he yeah. was a surprise as well yeah. for me. You know, but he was uh, a pretty much a player in the, in the first few games of, of the campaign. So he did play there as well. So again, uh, we talk about familiarity. Uh, Hafiz No, uh, definitely another surprise, right? He started games and... and if you compare that with Shawal Anwar, who had, uh, well, guys, I did my maths yesterday, probably 610 minutes in the SPL. So he probably warranted a start in a few games as well, Shawal Anwar. So yeah, you can say, you know, I, I think some of the, the decisions in terms of who, who played and who didn't play, we could ask that. But would that have made a difference? I, I wouldn't know. And I, I, don't, I don't think so as well. You know, but to be fair, uh, Tatsuma Yoshida, he brought... Idraki in for the campaign. Uh, Ilhan started the first game. So if you say that he, he wouldn't want to give a, a, an opportunity for younger players, yes. But guys, this is a World Cup qualifying games. You know, you can't just go there with, and, and start games with four newcomers. You know, so I, I probably he probably uh, stuck with his tried and tested. Sorry, just to add on. Um, there, are, there are two things here that we got to take note of. Firstly, uh, Tatsuma Yoshida has had a few centralized training sessions prior to the World Cup qualifier. So he's been able to take a first-hand look at the likes of Lionel Tan and, and a few other players that these fans are clamoring for. Uh, so if he has taken a look at them firsthand and decided that they're not quite ready enough for the international stage, because this is not friendlies they are talking about, like what Shasi mentioned. These are World Cup qualifiers. I think this is something that you've got to take note of. I think he has seen them firsthand and decided, okay, they're not good enough. And secondly, you also got to look at the dynamics of a team. And this is something Yoshida mentioned as well when I spoke to him uh, post-qualifiers. He said that, uh, at the end of the day, when you pick players for such a trip, which is a two, three-week trip to Saudi Arabia and being centralised there, you've got to look at personalities. You've got to look at the dynamics of a team. Uh, you don't want some newcomers to come in and disrupt the momentum and the rhythm of a team. And these are certain factors that the fans probably didn't think of as well. So I think as a coach, I think you've got to give him the, the, the benefit of the doubt. He knows his players. Uh, he knows his selection. And that's why he went for that. And secondly, I also think that in terms of replacements for, for his favourites, right? So you, you talk about Hafiz No and Farish Ramli. Um, Hafiz No has a pace and, and the closest that it comes to it is probably Shaul Anwar. With Farish Ramli, how do you replace his trickery? Do you have someone in the squad who can uh, get the ball, you know, take on the defenders just the way Farish does? I'm not quite sure. So I think, yes, the lack of game time is a problem and it's something that Tatsuma Yoshida has to rectify if he wants to move the Lions forward. He cannot have his senior players not starting games. For example... Hafiz Noor starting for the Singapore national team and having zero starts in the Singapore Premier League is simply not acceptable and not something you will find anywhere else in the world. And we cannot have that in our own country. Yeah, Deepan, you know, you mentioned uh, your conversation with uh, Tatsuma. I understand he has also shared some concerns or frustrations he has had with you know, the local league. Uh, can you share some of them with us? So, so I asked him, you know, um, if he feels this under-23 rule uh, is being a hindrance to the development of his national team because you cannot have senior players not getting game time. Uh, and what he told me is, yes, he confirmed that he has had discussions with the FAS about uh, the under-23 rule. He has feedback to them about his thoughts. Uh, but he admits that, you know, it's not something that can happen overnight. You cannot, you know, remove this rule overnight. Um, there are sponsors involved in the league. There are other players as well who will be affected by this ruling. So it's heartening to know that, you know, at least he, he realises that this is a concern uh, and he wants to have discussions around it to ensure that, you know, this doesn't affect the Lions. So I really hope something is done about this under 23 rule 
to ensure that you know senior players aren't affected by it. Shasi, uh, any thoughts on the quick thoughts on the under 23 rule? Uh, well, where where do we begin, right? No, you, you you got to to stop this, right? And I think Deepan is right. And and they call it a developmental league, right? They call it a developmental league. No, you can't, right? Your developmental league is your under 12s, your under 16s, your under 18s, and and what have you, your prime league or whatever. That that is your developmental league. When it comes to the league itself, the Singapore Premier League, it's a professional league. You got to play with your best players all the time, which means it could be an under 23 player. Well, in in my opinion, you got to play with your best 11 all the time. You know, and and again, if you ask all the SPL coaches as well, they'll tell you the same thing, right? You want to win games, you got to play your best 11. So it doesn't matter whether you're 23, you're 22, you're 11, it doesn't matter. Play your best 11, and that will only help in the future for the national team as well. And of course, it will stop players like uh, Hafiz Snow and all these good players not playing and not starting games. Now, if you like what you're hearing so far, do subscribe to ST Sports Talk on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Google Podcasts. Like us and give us a rating. Now, a lot has been also made about you know the missing key players, Safwan Barudin, Haris Harun, uh, Iksan Fandi, obviously key players for the Lions. But is it worrying we have become so dependent on three individuals that when they're not around, we suddenly look so aimless? We look like a team literally without a backbone, almost. Shasi. Well, well, I think you you said it right. They are the backbones, right? Safwan, who can play in a couple of positions. He can play at centre back. He can play in central midfield, and sometimes he he pushes arm uh, on up as well. So that's one. Haris Harun, obviously, uh, still in the middle of the park, and uh, Iksan, obviously, right up there. He he has a little bit of presence, and and he scores goals. He he did score, I think, three in the in the World Cup campaign. So it's not not only for Singapore, right? If you look at all the other big teams, if you take out three of the the spine in your team, it's always going to be a huge uh, big miss. So like you. Say, Is there any succession plan for these three players to to get that to make that step up? Uh, there should be, right? But then again, you only can play with the cards that you are dealt with. Uh, so so that's uh, Tatsuma Yoshida's uh, you know decision to make over the next few days or next few weeks or months or whatever. Okay, our league has got to be proper. Our league has got to you know produce players that can take over these guys. And how do they produce these players to make it a better league? That's the only way to go. Deepan, what about you? I I know you already mentioned the alternatives Yoshida had, but let's not look at players. Do you think he should have had a plan B, a plan C, a plan D even? Yeah, I I was quite surprised that when um for example Haris and Iksan dropped out of the squad, uh, that he not he did not call on replacements. Uh, because I do definitely think there are talents that could have come into the squad to you know bolster his squad ahead of the qualifiers. Um, I I can name a few of them. So uh, with Iksan dropping out, you do you don't have a recognized number nine in the team. And I think the likes of Kairul Nizam, uh, Taufik Suparno could have come into the squad. Even Iqbal Hussein, who had a good spell in India, could have come in. So I was quite surprised by that. But you know, he in his defense, he said that you know he was happy with the squad. Uh, he did not want to disrupt the squad, and he was happy with the options that he had. I think going forward, uh, first of all, we got to realize that when you take out three key players, three key starters from any team in, around the world, they are definitely going to be very different. And we saw that from our own Lions. I think going forward, we got to realize that where is the new talents coming from? Uh, where where is our talent pool? Um, and that is a worry for us right now. If you ask me straight off the bat, uh, who can replace Haris and Safwan? You know, I'm not very very confident of an answer because initially I thought that certain players could step up, but I think we saw in the three games that the, the quality of replacements is just not quite the same. You cannot replicate a Haris Harun. Uh, for the national team at the moment, even away from the playing performance of of things, I think even the leadership, I thought that was sorely lacking from the Lions in the first game. Actually, when we were three 0 down to Palestine at halftime, we brought Bayhaki Kaizan on, and he's the oldest member of the squad. And 
and you saw what he did. You know, he he rallied the players at halftime and spoke to them. I think that is sorely lacking. I think once Payaki decides to retire as well, we are going to really really lack leaders, and new leaders have to come to the fore. But my question is, who? Sazali, can I can I step in a little bit in terms yeah, of this absolutely. leadership part as well? Uh, I think Deepen is is spot on again in terms of the leadership. You know, uh, I don't think viewers actually caught the game against Saudi Arabia where before that, you know, I, I saw footages on my my view and it was uh, Salman Al Faraj from Saudi Arabia, the, the team captain. He was in the dressing room just before the game, right? Just before entering the tunnel. You should have seen what he did, right? He was in the middle. The coach was by the side, but he was the one, you know, stepping up talking to the players, riling them up, you know, doing whatever it takes. And it was a game against Singapore, which they would probably thought in their minds, easy win, right? But no, he was right in the middle, cheering them up, getting them, you know, in the right frame of mind. And I think that is what is lacking in the Singapore side as well. You know, uh, no, I, I like Yase Anapi, but is he a uh, leader material? You know, it, it's debatable, right? But I think that's what Soli lacking. Uh, now, uh, a big question and one that, you know, I think 18 months ago, we wouldn't have even, you know, thought of asking ourselves, is Yoshida still the right man to lead the Lions? Uh, Shasi, very quickly. Uh, why not? I, I feel yes. I think he's done a good job. You know, take away these three games, right? I, I don't think he's had a fair crack at the whip, if you want to say that, you know, because of what whatever that's happened and what you can only play with the cards that you're dealt with, you know, like I said before, you know, so I think he's the right man for the job. You know, I think the players li- like him. The, the, the players have a good rapport with him relationship with him is great but again it, it's all based on what, what he has and, and, and the, the tools that he has Deepen uh, what about you do you think he's still the right man uh, for the job yeah I, I definitely think he's still the right man for the job simply because um, I think he hasn't had enough games to prove himself so far I think uh, when you look at the World Cup qualifiers I think generally I think we did okay uh, I think acceptable in terms of where we finished because I think that's where we should be finishing. I think um, if you look at, at, at the rankings, like like what Shasi mentioned earlier on, that we were the lowest ranked team. I think we did all right. Uh, what I would love to see is you know how he fares in terms of our ASEAN competitions. Uh, so I think we've got hopefully the, the Suzuki Cup coming up at the end of the year. And I'm interested to see how we fare up against the likes of Thailand, Malaysia and see how we do against them because this is something that we have not seen from, from Tatsuma because... We have, I think, punched a bit above our weight in terms of playing against the, the, the Middle Eastern teams. I mean, of course, other than the, the last three games. But I think generally, we have done all right. We've taken the game to them. I think uh, one game that comes to mind is, of course, the 3-1 defeat to Uzbekistan that we suffered early on in the campaign. But, you know, we looked bright. We were brave enough to attack um, the opponents, no matter how superior they were. So I'm really looking forward to see how Yoshida does um, in terms of ASEAN competitions. And I definitely think he's the right man. And the players definitely do think that he's the right man because I think Harris was, was speaking to me uh, a few days ago. And he was also saying, you know, we really got to trust and, and back Tatsuma because he has got all the bright ideas and uh, the team feels brave enough to attack opponents no matter who they are. I think when a coach gives players that sort of confidence, I think he's on the right track. Uh, and I hope we, we, we bear the fruits of, of that labour very soon. You mentioned uh, the Suzuki Cup. Uh, looking ahead, the Lions are also in the third round of qualifiers for the Asian Cup. The draw for qualifying groups is not yet made, but we are likely to be uh, in pot three uh, with only the top two of each group progressing to the Asian Cup in China. Do you think we can qualify for the Asian Cup for the first time ever? And uh, what needs to change for us to achieve that goal, Deepen? I think what needs to change is the fact that we've got to become a fitter team. Uh, I'm not sure we, whether we have the time because uh, I know the matches are, are going to be coming probably by the end of the year. November, yeah, right? So, so I think we, we don't have much time, but I think 
uh, Tatsuma will have a better idea in terms of you know who he can really re- rely on for this uh, upcoming Asian Cup qualifiers. And I think we've got a chance to do well because you, you realise now that some of the top, top teams will not in, be involved in these qualifiers. Uh, we will be probably taking on... I think, yeah, you are correct. Uh, we are in pot three. Um, and, and we will face, you know, teams that are in port one and port two, and these are, are your Thailands, uh, your Uzbekistan, or your or your Jordan or your Bahrain. So again, quality teams, but not quite top tier quality yet. So I think we do have a chance to do well in these qualifiers, and and I hope that we will show better performances than we did in the, the last three games. I see. Which area do we need to improve in uh, to have a chance at the qualifying for the Asian Cup? Well, if you ask me whether we will go through this time around, um, my answer would be no. I, I, I don't think we will make it. Yes, Port 3, but uh, I think you mentioned a few teams there like Uzbekistan and all, right? Listen, Uzbekistan, when we played them, they were like world-class, right? The players that they had. But again, just, just to make, make it short, no, I don't think they will get there. But in terms of uh, what needs to be done for the future, I think there's probably two things. Number one is youth development and number two is the truth. <laughs> and the truth is we won't achieve anything in the next 20 years. Uh, I, I'm sorry, people might say people will just uh, whack me for this but I will I will say this we won't do anything for the next 20 years of, of, of anything if we don't get it right at youth uh, level and uh, that's sadly that's the truth uh, so we end on uh, on that note a healthy dose of reality <laughs> from uh, former professional player and coach uh, Shasi Kuma uh, although I'm sure as fans of Singapore football you know, Shasi, myself and Deepan, all of us will be hoping the Lions will rediscover that form that made them such a, an exciting sight to watch, you know, not too long ago. Uh, so thank you again, Shasi, for coming on and having this chat with us and we look to have you on again in the future. Thanks. Thanks for having me, guys. You can search for our show, ST Sports Talk, on your favourite audio apps, Apple Podcasts, Spotify and Google Podcasts. Like us and rate us. That was an SPH podcast by The Straits Times. Find us on Spotify, Apple or Google Podcasts or streaming on Google Home. Do feedback to us at podcast.sph.com.sg. You can also check out more podcasts on various topics at The Straits Times, The Business Times and Money FM 89.3.